Welcome back to What's the Point of the Midrash, the weekly podcast where we take a look at a rabbinic text and offer suggestions to answer the question, what's the point of the Midrash? My name is Rabbi Josh Uter, and this week for Parshat Chayesara, we'll be discussing about what does it mean to be blessed with everything. In Genesis, Breshit 24.1, we're told, Avraham's, Avraham that Abraham was old and on his years, Vashem barech et Avram bakol, and God blessed Abraham with all things, or in all things, with everything. What does this word bakol mean, or come to include? What is encompassed that God gave him everything? Rashi, the medieval commentator on this question, says that the word bakol is the same in gematria as the word ben. Gematria is, of course, when we take the numerical value of the letters and add them all up. So bakol turns into 52. Um, Bet being 2, chaf being 20, lamed being 30. And ben, meaning son, is the bed is still two, known as 50, 52. So because Bakol and Ben are the same in Gematria, Rashi connects the two as he had a son, and continues, And after he has a son, he now has to find a wife for him which kind of makes sense in context because the Parsha then goes on about finding a wife for his son Isaac. And I bring up Rashi here because he stands in a stark contrast to the rabbinic text that you would normally expect him to follow. I've said before, Rashi is not typically an original commentator. Most of the time, he's citing some rabbinic text in whole or in part, or at least referencing or condensing it. And in this case, I believe he's referencing certain uh, rabbinic texts that we're going to see shortly, um, but we're also going to see that he kind of changes it I think in a way that plays a bit better with the theme of the chapter. Within rabbinic texts, uh, I'd like to call attention to two because there's a bit of a contrast between them. First, we'll do Breshit Rabbah, Genesis Rabbah, 59.7, where here it's phrased as follows. What does it mean, Vashem Beirach et Avram Bakol? It's a dispute between Rav Yudan and Rabbi Nehemiah. Rabbi Yudan Amar, Shinatanlo Nikeva. Rabbi Yudan says the Bakol means God blessed Abraham with a daughter. Amalo Rabbi Nechemia, Rabbi Nechemia said to him, Ikar Betoshel Melach ein Katuv Ba that the center of the king, meaning Avram's household, yet no blessing is recorded of her, meaning you're going to tell me that Avraham, who was so prominent here, and the Torah is not going to mention that he had a daughter. Ella v'ashem beirach et Avram bakol, but rather, what does it mean that God blessed Abraham with everything? Shalonatan lo bat kolikar, that the blessing Avraham had was he didn't have a daughter. Completely different approach here, where Rebuta says, oh, it's a daughter. Nechemi says, no, 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 that wouldn't make sense textually, because otherwise we would have been told, so it must be that he didn't have a daughter at all. How is that a blessing? We'll see a bit when we compare the parallel text, possibly. Major, major asterisk there. The Midrash, though, continues with the opinion of Rav Levi. 
Rav Le'Veon Martelat, that he says there are three things that are uh, included in Bakol. One, uh, that he made Avraham master of his inclination, meaning controlled all of his desires. Bakol, that Ismail, his son, repented during his lifetime. And the third Bakol, that his storehouse was not diminished in any way. So here we see, what does it mean, Bakol? Well, we've got three different categories here. One, according to Rav Levi, uh, it means that he was able to conquer himself, that God gave him the strength to be able to master his own inclination on something on a personal level is considered Bakol. Uh, that he saw his son repent and being welcomed back into the fold, also a measure of Bakol. And finally, we have that he was wealthy. Um, his storehouses were full. Of course, we can ask, well, if it's really Bakol, why would it include, would any one of these individually be considered everything? Or is it all these three things combined? Um, if everything is supposed to be taken individually, it makes, I think, a little less sense because anyone can do. But when taken together, we may think that, may read this as each um, option that Rebel Levy gives us represents something, where one is if you're in control of yourself, if your family life is taken care of in terms of your interpersonal relationships, and you're not wanting for anything material, then maybe that is everything. And maybe if you can handle all of that, you've got your life set because you're in control of yourself, you got your relationships all squared away, and you're not in want for any physical things. Well, that to me sounds like a pretty good life right there. And the Midrash concludes with the opinion of Rebbe Levi uh, in the name of Rebbe Chama, who says, What does Bakol mean? That God did not return to test Abraham again. We spoke about tests a few weeks ago about being somewhat of a good thing, but you can also see, well, what does it mean you're blessed with everything? You're not tested anymore. And anyone who can think back to school as you know, anxious as you were before taking a test, the relief that you felt when, hey, you know what? I'm done. Tests are done. I'm happy. I can move on with my life. So those are the opinions that we find in Breshit Rabbah in Genesis Rabbah 59.7. We find a slightly different version of this in the Bavli, in the Babylonian Talmud, Bavabatra 16b. And here I think we need a little more backstory to get the full context of how this Midrash is cited, where it was reported to Rav Shimon, son of Rav Yehuda Nasi, that he was upset that he didn't have a son, uh, meaning Rav uh, Shimon, son of Rav Yehuda Nasi, had a daughter. So his father said to him that procreation or propagation only comes through the world through the birth of the daughter, right? Okay, makes sense. Bar Kapara said to him, your father's attempt to console you for having a daughter, these are tanhum and shel hevel. These are meaningless con uh, consolations. Um, because we have learned, uh, taught in a bright, excuse me, Tatania, it's impossible to have the world without men and women, males and females. Ella ashrei lemi shebanav zecharim, oilo lemi shebanav nekevot. 
uh, joy uh, to him, uh, to the person, or fortunate is the person whose sons are males. Woe to the person, literally it would mean whose sons are female, but here banav would be referring to children. It's a weird uh, type of uh, shift in the gendered language of Hebrew. You would normally say binotav nekevot, that their daughters are female. Here it little, literally means whose sons are female, but banav would be taken in the uh, gender-neutral sense of encompassing women as well. It's a bizarre phrasing, but just leave it at that. And this particular teaching continues with, with a similar analogy of, you know, the world can't endure without either a spice dealer or a tanner, and fortune is the person who's a spice seller, and woe is the person who's a tanner. Uh, tanning was a terrible occupation to have in the rabbinic era because of the smell that you'd have to go through. It was pretty bad. When I see this Gemara, I think of the uh, scene from the cult classic office space where they're talking about when you were in high school, they'd say, if you had a million dollars, what would you do? And whatever you picked would be your career. And the guy said, that's a terrible question, because if that was the case, no one would be a janitor because no one would willingly choose to do that. Um, but that aside, it doesn't negate the main point here that having a daughter was not considered to be a positive thing. I don't know if at this point, if he had other children and, you know, like if he had only daughters and he wanted a son or it's just in general, which is what the Tanya, the interlude that Bar Kaparasite seems to say, yeah, you're better off not having girls than boys. But have no fear. Fortunately, this is a dispute among Tanaim of Kitanai, as the Gemara in Bava Batra continues. And here we see the parallel citation to what we saw in Midrash Rabbah. Only a few of the names have been changed. My Bakol, what does this mean of the everything that Abraham was blessed with? Well, instead of Rav Yudin and Rav Nehemiah, and the order is also completely different here, first we start with Rav Meir. We're according to Rav Meir, Shelo Hayatalobat, that Bakol meant Avraham did not have a daughter. Rav Yehuda Omer, Shayatalobat. Rav Yehuda said that he did have a daughter. It's possible at some point Rav Yehuda and Rav Yudan got confused. How you got from Rav Nehemiah and Rav Meir, I'm not entirely sure. The Gemara continues, though, those aren't the only opinions here. There's a third opinion of Acherim, of others who say, Bat hayatalo Avraham uvakol shema, that kind of addressing that question that we had from Rav Nehemiah of that not only was it a daughter, but the daughter's name was Bakol, such that literally God blessed him with everything. What is everything? Oh, that's the name of his daughter. And that kind of addresses that question of how could Avram have a daughter and she's not mentioned? Ha ha. Well, he is mentioned here. There's also a little bonus here for Talmud geeks, because according to the Gemara in Hariot 13b, when you have something in the name of Acherim or others, this refers to Rav Meir. And here you have Rav Meir disagreeing with the position of others. And it's to me fantastic whenever you see Rav Meir arguing with others, where here Rav Meir says that he didn't have a daughter and others say he had a daughter, his name was Bakol. Clearly Rav Meir and others cannot be the same person because they're saying the exact opposite things. So I find this 
really interesting whenever we see this dispute because you will find some who will insist in this, uh, based on the Gemara and Haryot 13b, that every time we see a Cherm, oh yeah, well, of course, that must be Rav Meir. And like, well, eh, maybe not. Anyway, returning to the Gemara, we have a few other opinions that are mentioned of what is Bakol. According to Rav Lazar Hamodai, he was incredibly knowledgeable in astrology so that people would come by, uh, the kings of the East and West would come early to his door and ask his wisdom. So that was how he was blessed Bakol, that he either, you can say that he had this wisdom that people needed, or that he was flattered so much because everyone came to him. Rav Shon Bar Yochai said that Bakol meant he had a stone that uh, Avram had a stone that he would hang around his neck and whoever looked at it would be healed. Uh, another opinion of Bakol is that Esav, Avram's grandson, didn't rebel it, uh, as long as Avraham was alive. And then finally, the opinion that we saw in Midrash Rabbah that Yishmael repented in Avraham's lifetime. So I do think it's interesting that Rashi would pick up on Bakol referring to having children. He bypasses the whole, is having a daughter a good thing or bad thing completely and says, oh, of course, it refers to having a son, which I don't see in either of these sources. Maybe it appears elsewhere and I haven't found it. If it does exist, please, I'd love to see the citation. Don't always have a chance to get through all of Shas and it's possible I miss something. But he, Rashi, like, I think clearly is referencing these sources and twisting it in a bit, twisting it a bit, but in a certain way that makes a little more sense as a commentary on the chapter as a whole. As far as what do we do with all of these in terms of what's the point, well, that can be a little bit more difficult to say because clearly there's some blessing involved. There's a dispute whether or not having a daughter is a blessing or not, or at least one specifically mentioning. Uh, one could say that at least in ancient times, having a daughter might have been considered more of a burden in terms of needing to marry her off and needing to take care of her or needing to worry more about her well-being than males could be a possibility with that. Still, I will 100% concede that's going to be of little solace to a lot of people. And you have a few other uh, approaches that try to say Bakol is something that's more unusual or something very special about Avraham, either, you know, be it knowledge, be it um, healing, something that he's able to heal with, be it focusing on the family, um, be it not seeing uh, one of your family members go bad or seeing one of them come back. And all of this comes from a place where you have this unusual word bakol, and people are trying to figure out, well, what is it that this additional thing means? This word means that encompasses everything. And I think these interpretations, none of which are necessary in the text, like I don't think any of them scream out like, oh, here's what this word has to mean. But I think all of them can give some sort of insight as to what people perceived to be a blessing. Meaning they could be giving insight either to what they particularly think encompasses or would be included in Bakol in this all-encompassing blessing, or it could be something of a teaching to other people of, hey, here's what you should consider to be a blessing. In some of these cases, um, such as either having a daughter or not having a daughter, uh, they could be relatively easy to have and fulfill. The 
the examples of having a daughter or not having a daughter, or, you know, a lot of people fit in either one of those categories. Of course, it's much harder if someone wants it and doesn't have it. But either way, you know, there's something there that is, I think, achievable, whereas having an amulet that heals people, I think a little bit less so. Um, but I think, again, that it can show a degree of prioritization of what are the things that people should find valuable in terms of things that people could achieve. Uh, certainly being able to heal people, whether or not through some special stone or learning other things to be able to help people and heal people, is a fairly powerful blessing. Having knowledge that you not only want to share people, but is so valuable that other people want to come and seek you out could be a sign of something that a person might want to achieve. Um, again, making sure that one's family is in the proper path is something which, not supernatural, it's not always easy to do, but it's something that I think if people have, they should certainly be grateful for. And maybe all of these things you know, represent blessings that people may have in their lives that they may not be attentive to, let alone being able to say, hey, I've been blessed with everything. Anyway, those are my thoughts of what I think might be the point of this midrash, but I'd love to hear yours. Feel free to reach out to me on Twitter. You can find me on Facebook or drop me an email via my website, www.joshuter.com. Thank you for listening. Have a great week and a wonderful Shabbat. Mm -hmm.